dear listener, and welcome back to another episode of That Disney Parks Podcast. For now, I'm your host, Paul. Uh, Nick has taken a well-earned break for a little while. He will be back in a few weeks. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm covering. Uh, but I'm lucky enough to be joined by the best team in Disney podcasting. Uh, first of all, another Paul, Mr. D. Hey, you little Paul. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Ryan? Good evening. And Sinead? Hello. How are we all doing? Doing all right, thanks. Good. All good. Nice, good. nice bank holiday Monday here in the UK. So we've all had a, mm-hmm. a nice relax today, I'm sure. Um, Just be so, for yourself. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> D, you, you never stop despite the fact that you're retired. You still no, keep no. going. <laughs> I don't know how I found the time to work. Uh, so, yep, I'm, I'm covering for Nick at the moment. Uh, it's going to be a regular show. Nothing, nothing different. We're going to cover a bit of news both in the parks and outside the parks as normal. Uh, and then we're going to dive into Craig's little section of uh, going for gold. So we'll get to that at the, at the end of the episode. But first of all, before we start, I suppose I'd better ask that age-old question of what's everybody drinking? So I'm going to go in the order that I introduced everybody. Mr. D, what are you drinking tonight? I've got a rum and coke. Different Very from nice. tonic. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a change. Yeah, so... What rum is it? It's a it's a pineapple flavored rum. That I got I got it last year actually, but I'm I'm revisiting it. I've got half a bottle of it left. Very nice. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, how about you? I have got a, an unbarred, juicy, hazy pale ale. Oh, very nice. Mm. Very intriguing. And Sinead? Mm. My my drink went a bit um, skew ways when I was making it. I was making myself a drink and I went to make my boyfriend a drink and he was going to have a Captain Morgan's and Coke Zero. I was going to have a Tullamore Dew, which is a whiskey and ginger ale. And I accidentally poured the, the Captain Morgan's and the Tullamore Dew into the same glass. So I'm having Tullamore Dew and Captain Morgan's with ginger ale. So... It's not as terrible uh, as it sounds, but I don't know what state I'm going to be in at the end of this. Episode. Yeah, we'll this this could be very interesting by the end of the episode. We shall see. <laughs> so, as I said, we are going to move straight on into the news, as we always do, starting with the park news. So, what does anybody have to talk about news-wise? Can we um, talk about Halloween? We certainly can, too, yeah. Like Beth, I love that Disney is embracing this whole halfway to Halloween thing, which just means to talk about Halloween full year round. Fills fills my heart with joy. Um, I'll jump in first since I've already done that anyways. But Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is coming back, and I know Ryan, you have some thoughts. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it, it. It's great that it's coming back. I do think it's a good event, and I've had many many happy an evening there. But the last time I attended. It was so overcrowded that I just had to question the price. And now it's the most expensive it's ever been, which I know we say every year. But I think the most expensive ticket this year is is $199, I want to say it is. Jesus. For for one (sighs) night. Uh, That's ridiculous. That's that's, that's Halloween, to be fair, but that's a 47% increase. Mm. From when the last when the event la- last run, 
Yeah. <laughs> bringing the maths to the table is our Ryan. <sighs> Got to do it. <laughs> Got to bring in the sums. But I think I wouldn't be as hurt by that if the event had changed in any way at all. And by the looks of it, there's not much. We've got no. the same Hocus Pocus show, the same parade, the same fireworks, and obviously yeah. we've got the, the trick-or-treating and the character meets. Now, in a normal year, I'd be saying, well, there's no way I'm going, uh, going to attend this. It's way too expensive. However, with us taking Piper in September and her obsession with Monsters, Inc., that may turn out to be a different story. Yeah. And the, the thing is, as well, the fireworks, we've already gone through two new incarnations of the regular firework display, yet they're still using the same one. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> the thing is, if this event was really, really quiet and I could get the perfect view for a parade and the perfect view for fireworks and I could do all of the rides, do all the trick-or-treating, meet all the characters and, and still have time to spare to have snacks and things, I... I'd probably be less worried about the price. But honestly, the last time I went to this event, it was ridiculously busy. It was like a full, it was like a busy summer's day in the parks. And it, it just feels like when I'm paying 200, yeah, potentially $200 per person, that's asking too much for the experience that I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I totally get it. I'm, I'm happy talking of parties that the Oogie Boogie Bash. Is back out at California Adventure for, mm. for our trip. Um, I love the fact that it's in a different park, not the Magic Kingdom. Um, I like that it's in California Adventure because it gives you the opportunity to do something different like they did last year uh, mm. with Captain America's Zombie Captain America, which I thought was great, um, which obviously they can't do at Walt Disney World um, for, for the obvious reason. Um but I do like that it's it's a little bit different, and and they have some really different things going on. Like they have walkthroughs where characters are doing like little shows. So you'll have Doctor Facilier doing like a spell, and and things like that, which I think is great, and I think would be wonderful to to see introduced to Walt Disney World. Yeah, it is a bit of a shame to see them. You know, they may announce a few things between now and the first party, but. Yeah, I mean, the cheapest ticket in 2019 was $79, and it's now 109 Yeah, that's... Increase, isn't it? And that's basically what you pay for a day. Mm. For a few yeah, hours. this is it. This is it. Yeah. Which, it's just unreal to, to think that that's the, where it's got to. But the um, thing is, the, the two things that Ryan said, though, are connected <laughs> That's the problem. It's the same problem with everything else, isn't it? So it's getting busier and busier and busier because we're the same. We went in 2019, I think, and it was it was it was busy. It was really busy. I wouldn't say it was like crazy busy, but it was really busy. Yeah. So if the demand is there, they're going to keep putting the prices up. Well, yeah. No, they yeah. can sell it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? You know. I'd much rather than have a, a limit. I'm sure there's a limit, but I'd much rather than have a smaller group of guests being allowed in the park. And, and you know, if they were charging $200 for that, and mm. I knew that actually the park would be pretty quiet. I might be a bit happier. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, we went maybe a couple of days before Halloween. So it was one of the busiest nights. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they, they are incredibly busy. When you, you see the, the videos, obviously there's so many vlogs of, of people going. Um, and we've seen Craig goes every time he goes because that's the time of year that he's there. Um, yeah. And that's early because he goes in August. So he gets the early ones. And he said that even then it's incredibly busy. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if you get some of the September ones when the when all the kids are gone back to school, you know, and not a not a Friday night or or whatever, because I don't think they do it on Saturdays, but it's mainly Fridays and Sundays. I think in that it's it's like Mondays, some Tuesdays, Fridays and Sundays. But if you get if you got like a Tuesday one in September, for example, middle of September, you you'd probably be okay. I mean, we've certainly been on it in the past and it's been great I mean the rides are walk-ons certainly the fireworks are busy and the parade route is busy but um, in terms of the rides never usually a big problem unless you get to the later ones in October when when people want to go yeah I think for me the issue is that like it's good in a way because they have like so many characters and stuff out but it's hard to do it all. And I feel like that's a lot, something that you hear a lot that you kind of either have to decide you're going to do things that take place in and around the hub or you're going to do the characters and it's nearly impossible to do both. So I know yeah, beforehand uh, when I was going, a lot of people were saying you either need to choose you're doing characters or you're doing the hub stuff or you go twice and do a night of each. But yeah. now it's so expensive. Yeah. Like I don't know anyone that's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pay four hundred dollars to go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party twice, so I can experience yeah. everything. Yeah, the and I, I can I can agree with that because I did the Christmas party, and this was eight years ago, and we only managed to do character mates. Couldn't have sat and watched the fireworks, or we got the parade because we watched it right at the start, and we just happened to be in that area at the time, so we stopped. Yeah. But if we'd have waited in the hub, we wouldn't have been able to have done anything else. Yeah, to me, to me, for Halloween, the the priorities are the fireworks and the parade. Everything else is just like a bonus. I mean, we did some trick or treating, you know, visit a few of the stations. Top tip, by the way, go at the end of the night because they have to get rid of what they've got, so you literally get bags and bags of it if they've got any left. Uh, but you know, the parade is the best parade. That I've ever seen anywhere, and you know anybody who misses a parade really isn't getting their money's worth. And the fireworks are great as well, and they're a bit different. So those are the main things. I mean, the character meets. I guess it depends if you've got kids that are crazy about meeting the characters. But I, I wouldn't wait a long time for the characters. But I, I know that I know everybody's different, and that's great. But um, yeah, those are the those are the priorities as far as I'm concerned. But I don't think we'll do it this year. I think we're going late anyway, so I think we'll be doing Halloween Horror Nights. But then I think we will do the Christmas party if we can. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think we're going to go to the to the Mickey's not so scary parties that we could catch. We could catch the last couple, but yeah, yeah, they're going to be incredibly expensive and incredibly busy. Yeah, and we're going to be at Universal at that point anyway. We don't switch to Disney until the first of November, so it'd be crazy to leave Universal when Halloween Horror Nights are on to go to Disney to go to Mickey's yeah. Benny Mary, especially when, like, hopefully a week and a half later, the Christmas parties are going to start. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Was there anything else anyone wanted to add about Halloween before we move on? It's just the other thing is though. I mean, the 12th of August, you know, 
<laughs> I know we say yeah. it every time. And but I swear that's earlier again. August. Yeah, I think it is. It's creeping earlier. I mean, that is just ridiculous, you know. Because that's literally when us Brits are starting the school holidays. Yeah, well, it's when Pretty the American much, yeah. kids are... It's when most of the American kids are just finishing the school holidays. I think yeah. the East, yeah, East Coast kids, I think, go another week, but but middle of August is when most of the schools go back. So, it, I don't know, it's just incredibly early. I, want, I mean, one other thing I would say, I suppose, is... And this is where Disney's got to be really careful, I think. The combined effect of things, you know, I mean, everything's more expensive. You know, you've, you've got Genie Plus, you've got the price of the hotel rooms, you've got the price of the the actual theme park tickets themselves. Now you've got these special events, you know, and and it's taken a lot of nights out of the Magic Kingdom. I mean, you know, it's every couple mm-hmm. of nights there's a party. So you, you've... So, I mean, a lot of Americans, you know, they, they don't go for the length of time that we go. They might only go for three or four nights. So if you go for three or four nights and you hit it badly, two of those nights could be Halloween parties. And unless you want to spend another, you know, if you've got four kids or three kids or two kids or whatever, you know, it's another $1,000. It's just like you, you paid all this money for your theme park ticket and you can't get into the theme park beyond, what, six o'clock usually? I think they put yeah. everybody up. Um, so it's like Especially taking with the away reservations. from that. Yeah with, with is, the, yeah. with the reservations as well, it just adds even more faff to it, doesn't it, with with the Halloween parties? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Te- really, realistically, you're going to want to be in that park all day, aren't you, really? Yeah. Mm. And if you can't, then you're going to be travelling halfway across Orlando to get there. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I love, so, I love Mickey's... No. I, I love it. I think you're, yeah. you, you know, the parade is the best parade I've seen. And yeah. Yeah. as I said earlier, I am tempted just because the memories that we'll have from kind of Piper dressing up as Boo and yeah. Donna and I dressing up as Mike and Sally will, you know, will be worth it. But I'm not happy yeah. about it. I'm yeah. not happy about the price. Yeah. And, no. and, and the other thing, last time we went, and we hadn't been for a few years before that, just the costumes of other people, of guests. Some of them were outstanding. I mean, we went we went into Monster's Laugh Floor and there was a couple and she was dressed as Roz. And I can't remember who he was dressed as. It was another Monsters Inc. character. And they were just unbelievable. I mean, it was it was movie quality costumes and makeup, you know? Nice. Just incredible. Yeah. Right. I suppose we shall move on to the next item. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about? See that um, the new Magic Bands have started to make a, a bit of an accidental appearance. Yeah, uh, the Magic oh, yeah. Magic Band Plus. So That's, I saw that, and then they were offering refunds, weren't they? Because they didn't actually yeah. work yet. Yeah, yeah they're, not, they're not meant to be until the end of the year, are they? I think they're they're saying at the moment. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, it makes you wonder if it's the end of the year how they made their way even into to the stock rooms of Disney Springs. Yeah, it'd be yeah, it's, it's kind kind of work. But then you've got to think: is it the technology that's not working? It might be that yeah. they produced yeah, all yeah. these Magic Band Plus and then gone. Actually, we haven't implemented it in the park yet, so we can't sell them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Based on the performance of the Disney app, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the, the the billions and billions of dollars that they spent on my Disney experience when they first launched, it didn't work then either. No, I mean I've been using the Disneyland Paris one obviously because we're going next week. And yeah, 
I thought I didn't like the My Disney Experience app, the Disneyland Paris <laughs> app. That's a that's a whole mm. different level of pain. Have mm. you been trying to book some tables by any chance? Oh yeah, I've, I've got the email <laughs> confirmation, but don't worry about the app because it's not in there. <laughs> oh, it's it's awful. When Have I, you downloaded Magic Park? No, well, no, I haven't. Download Magic Park. It's the best way of finding out. You've, I assume you've got an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, download Magic Park. It's the best way of finding out wait times. It's the easiest thing in the world. Don't don't even bother looking at the DLP app for it. It's the worst thing in the world. I'm going to install that this evening. Thank you. <laughs> we'll hear it download in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, again, it's one of these things where they they're trying to implement things yeah. uh, that really aren't needed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean. I, I, again, dislike myself for it. I think they look pretty cool, and I will probably buy one when I'm in the parks in September. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I do. said when, when we were going last year that I still would have bought a Magic Band, even though we didn't need them anymore. Yeah, yeah that, that, they do make life easier. That's the thing. You, you don't know what you need until Disney tells you what you need. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and you that's, and that's everything you can buy, pretty yes. much. Disney will tell you you need. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, it's like everyone else. People want the latest and greatest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose Ryan, have you got anything you want to throw our way? No, my thing was on the the price increases for not so scary was the main okay. thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I've got a few bits Disneyland related because um, there's been quite a news dump in the last week or so for Disneyland. Um, so first of all, they have confirmed that the the beginning of their refurb of downtown Disney um, will begin this year. Um, a few people will be rejoicing, I'm sure, um, as it will see the return of Earl of Sandwich to downtown Disney. Um, hey. I know that's a, a staple uh, of Disney theme park goers' uh, diets when they're there, both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris and Disneyland has been without one um, was, since everything. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Gonna say, it's going to be certainly a place that we're going to frequent a lot next week in Paris. Yeah, um, and Disneyland has been without one since the, um, they started work on the now non-existent hotel um, that was going to go at the end of downtown Disney. Um, <laughs> Earl of Sandwich was closed for that specific reason. Um and, and now it's returning. But I, I believe it's not going to be a full restaurant like it is in the others. It's going to be kind of like one of the, the street food vendors. Um, oh. So they're not going to sell everything. It's only going to be a partial menu, um, at least for now. Um, whether that changes once the, the whole of downtown Disney is, is refurbed and they get a permanent place, I don't know. But for now, yeah, it's going to be... a. a a street vendor um, over there. Um, on top of that, um, we got the announcement that Paradise Pier um, is going to go into a complete overhaul um, to fit in with the theme that it's meant to fit in with, and, and that's Pixar. Um, it's going to get a complete Pixar re-theme over the next few years. Um, I was meant to be staying there, or that was the plan. I hadn't booked it. Uh, that's now changed. I won't be staying there. Um, I'm, I'm not f- flying 11 hours to, to live on a building site for, for nearly a week. Um, so that's changed. But I'm looking forward to it. Paradise Pier has, has been quite tired 
um, for for a long time. Um, having been a, a chain hotel before Disney bought it um, because of its proximity. So looking forward to that. I know, I'm Ryan, really you glad. Were, it's yeah. not Toy Story. <laughs> I'm really glad it's not Toy Story, yeah. And I mean, it's not because I don't like Toy Story, because I, you know, I love Toy Story, but, you know, we've got Toy Story hotels and other Disney resorts, and it fits better with the theme to be Pixar themed overall yeah. so i'm i'm actually quite looking forward to seeing what they do with it yeah it, the, the artwork looks great um a lot of what you'd expect pixar balls everywhere um mm-hmm. as you'd expect i suppose um but it does it's about time pixar peers now been there for two three years um so the the hotel didn't fit with the theme anymore um and as part of that, and it's it's coming quite soon, uh, Paradise Pier is going to get its own entrance into California Adventure, like the Grand Californian oh, has, um, which will make it a heck of a lot easier because that's, that's quite a walk for a hotel that's on property at Disneyland that you have to walk all the way through downtown Disney to be able to actually get into the parks. Mm. Um, so it'll be nice to, to have that. That's, that's coming quite soon. And, and also, on top of that, early entry is returning for Disneyland hotel guests. Um, back to the, the extra magic hours um, that's been Has missing. That not been a since, thing? Yes. No, not since the parks reopened. They haven't been doing it. Um, so that is returning um, imminently. So I'll be honest, I can't wait to, to go to Disneyland. I think after September's. Disney World trip is done. That'll be the next place on my list. We're basically just waiting for Piper to be tall enough to ride a few more of the rides there. Yeah, and that's exactly was our thought uh, with Universal as well out there. Mm. Um, we're obviously going this year. We haven't taken Sam hasn't been to America since he was eighteen months old. So this will be the first time, and he can actually get on pretty much all the rides across both resorts. Nice. Now, um, so. He's. I don't know whether he'll go on everything. Um, I was watching a Universal um, like walkthrough, but they took in some of the rides, and I looked at Jurassic World, and I went, I don't think he'll go on that. Um, don't say that. He went on Rita at Alton Towers, so I don't know. Um, he might do, but yeah, this will be the the first time he can he can do everything. Um, just just say it's you know it's Universal's Pirates of the Caribbean, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a lovely boat ride. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> I've been on it multiple times, but it's whether whether most he looks it. Yeah, most of it is. To be fair, um, I'll love the screens with the the big dinosaur on and the animatronics until he sees the climb to the top, and then he might not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the 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 um, extra magic hours are back at, at Disneyland now. Um, that makes it, I think that makes a big difference at the resorts. So it, it really yeah. does. Like we're staying at um, Sequoia next week, and you know I don't know how much we'll use it because the parks are actually open like really long hours next week. I think it's like yeah. half eight till eleven p.m. It's the Disneyland Park, but it's nice to have it there. Everyone, if, if it's really busy and we want to get there early and do a few rides, yeah, 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 definitely. That it's it's worthwhile if, especially if you're up. It, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't make the effort to to get up sometimes specifically because I don't always think it makes that much of a difference. But if you're up, 
and around, you might as well make use of it. Oh yeah, you know, with Piper we're up at six every morning anyway. So well, likewise, my my boys up at half past six every day. So it's it makes makes no difference. We'd be we'd be there knocking down the gates, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think, especially in the likes of like Disneyland Paris, is quite a like a character park. So if mm. you can get there first thing in the morning and get some of those characters out of the way, then that'll make a massive difference to the rest of your day because those character queues in Paris can be an absolute nightmare. So yeah. it can save you so much time just mm. just in that. Yeah, it's gonna definitely. be yeah. This this is gonna be the real test on. She's not. She knows who Mickey and Pluto and everyone is, but. Obviously, she's not met any of the characters yet. So this is our kind of test trip to see how she interacts with the fur characters before we go in Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Definitely. So I suppose we better move on to the news outside the park. So did anybody have any news from outside the parks that they wanted to talk about? I mean, I suppose it's kind of parks adjacent-ish that we've had the announcement of the new Haunted Mansion film that's coming out next year. Yeah, yeah, that's Which... that surprised me at how quickly that's that's come along. Yeah, because, I mean, we know what Disney's like. They like to announce things and then it doesn't come out for 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what route it takes hopefully very far away from the current haunted mansion film that's out not talking about the muppets yeah maybe a horrific eddie murphy one yeah um but i'm intrigued to to see if it can because i've seen it like twice but i don't remember it being as bad as everybody everybody hates on it but i think there were lots of really nice nods in it Mm. to be fair but yeah i think the the overall plot and acting is questionable but the there's, there, there are lots of really good yeah. moments in the background that are happening. I think it was more the tone, wasn't it, than anything? Yeah. That people didn't like the fact that it was a comedy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't remember yeah. it being great. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't remember it being like absolutely awful either. But I need to watch it again, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm intrigued, though. Like, wh- is it going to go in a similar route to what we've seen, obviously, with like the Jungle Cruise recently? Um, mm. but I, I have, I have semi high hopes for it. I'm just hoping they're going to make a Phantom Manor movie at some stage because that's a better story. But well, we'll I, I'd love them to do a Disney, a Disney Plus show on that whole area because oh, it's kind be of Thunder Mountain, isn't it? Yeah, and they did those comics, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, not long ago, which was pretty much based on Paris. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether they, they obviously care for that story otherwise they wouldn't have done that comic book line mm. and it was one of the first things they did with marvel when they bought marvel was was that line it was the first time they really touched on a disney story um yeah because they had those in the figment ones as well didn't they yeah yeah and the figment ones went for quite a while didn't they i think they even did a second volume of them yeah i think you're right um because it was based on the, the, the it was like a prequel wasn't it so the the story in the in the rise. Mm. Um, yeah, no, the, the comments were actually pretty decent as well. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see whether they they did anything along those lines. I think I think we've all said that we'd rather see them do a, a lot more stuff for Disney Plus based on the parks. 
Um, Because we've had those few documentaries and that's been pretty much it, hasn't it? Um, So it would be be nice to see them touch on that at some point. Um, Anybody else have any other stories? Yeah, the only well, other one they, I think is more UK centric is um, is that for the first time, the Dream is coming to Europe to cruise the mm. Disney Dream. Yeah, you know it's always been the magic, I think, isn't it? It's the magic. Yes. That, yeah, that yeah. We, yeah. We, we we were on. Um, so yeah, obviously this is a much bigger ship. It's a more modern ship. Interesting to see that coming to to Europe in twenty twenty three, isn't it? It's not this year. It's next yeah. year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they do go on sale this week though. Yeah, yeah, they start. In fact, they started today. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look at pricing. Have you? No, it's only available at the moment to Platinum Castaway members, Club 33, and Golden Oak Club members. Right. Um, for regular people, they don't go on sale until next Monday. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's a bit bit difficult to tell the prices at the moment and mm. yeah talking of the magic the magic's now going to stay kind of sailing out of miami and san juan um for the foreseeable future um mm. while the wish and the fantasy will be staying in florida right so yeah, once the wish up. actually gets there <laughs> yeah i've got to price them up relative to other cruise lines because what yeah when we did it before, they were pretty significantly more expensive. Mm. But um, yeah. what's what's the route that it's taking? Well, from what I've seen, this has a range of cruises. So it goes four nights, seven nights, eight nights, nine, ten, eleven nights. Um, oh, okay, well. Wow. And it looks like they've got you know quite a quite a range of itineraries. So yeah, you have Northern Europe, mm-hmm. uh, Norwegian fjords. Then you have the Mediterranean yeah. tours as well that go out of Barcelona. Yeah. Um, See the, the fjords. I'd be I'd be really interested in doing the fjords. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, that, I that's part know. of the the Northern European one as well. Right. I, I think um, like, the problem with the fjords is I don't know if if because I spent a few days on the Magic when it was kind of stuck in the UK. I'm not sure that as much as the ships got on offer, I don't know if I'd be that interested for like four or five nights if the weather was bad. Yeah. You know, they've yeah, got some great a, shows, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's not a cold weather ship, is it really? I don't think. No. Nah. Don't like no, is. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mind you, it does Alaska, so maybe, maybe it is, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Mm. I'm not sure. I've been, I've actually been looking at those ones um, for my 40th birthday in mm-hmm. just over 18 months. Um mm-hmm. So we are going to keep a close eye on on those Northern European ones, for sure. Um, So, Ryan, I think you had something else as well to add? Yeah, just that the apparently the filming has started on season two of The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which I I really enjoyed, actually, when that was on on Disney+. Oh, I'm so so. happy about that. That was great. Yeah, Yeah, really good. Yeah, and that's uh, actually executive produced by... uh, an ex-friend of the show, Jenny Lynn that worked for the Diz. Um, oh, there you go. She, she now works for Disney after she left the Diz. Um, and that's her job now, is working Amazing. on that. 
Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed the first season as well. I thought I always enjoy those kind of documentaries as well um, about zoos and and things like that. So I really enjoyed it. So glad that's that's coming back. Yeah. So I think I think filming's just started. So presumably it'll be it'll be next year or the end of this year now. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds sounds good to me. And the one thing I had, I don't know whether you guys saw it today. Um, Marvel made a bit of a boo boo um, with the Moon Knight finale. Um, they posted a link to the trailer for the final episode and called it the series finale. So as we all know, <sighs> it's been it's been rumored to only be a limited series. Um, yeah. They then deleted that tweet and changed it to season finale. Oh dear! Um, so it looks like Moon Knight is getting a season two. Well, the thing is, at the very least, you don't hire Oscar Isaacs to do one thing if, if he's no. taking on a character like Moon Knight. So yeah. it was either going to be a second series or he's going to be in future movies. Or yeah. Both. And, and the rumour is the reason why they, they classed it as a limited series to begin with was the plan was that they were going to get it nominated for an Emmy as a limited series. Right. They did the right. same with Loki um, and then partway through decided this is too good to limit to one season we are going to change that and remove them from the nominations. Um, it's a strange thing to set up just for, to win an award, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One that but, realistically means bloody nothing. Yeah. No, um, no, exactly. You, you know, you're going to have people that aren't subscribed to Disney Plus going, oh, now it's won an Emmy. I must subscribe. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. But yeah, apparently that's what happened. They tweeted that it was a series finale only to change it to season finale so i would imagine on wednesday we will get an announcement at the end that moon knight will return in season two uh, like they did with loki so yeah i guess that's it for news outside the park um we're going to move on to craig's section of going for goals Yep, we've returned. Craig certainly couldn't be here tonight, obviously. He he was meant to actually be hosting us tonight, um, but ended up working tonight. Um, but he did give us his categories, and I know it's one that Ryan is holding close to his heart. Um, and we're looking at Epcot for this week's episode. Um, and Craig's pick were our three favourite um, countries on World Showcase and our three favourite rides uh, at Epcot. Um, so shall we dive straight into our countries, I suppose, is, is going to be the the more difficult, the more challenging, I suppose, for for most of us, because honestly, Epcot haven't got that many rides to pick from um, at the moment. Um, so we'll leave that to second and we'll, we'll start with our, our three favourite countries. So who wants to go first and shall we do it, do all three and then move on to the next person or do we want to do each one individually? Emulate to do all the bronzes or yeah yeah uh, why yeah, not okay. yeah why not yeah so who wants to go first with their bronze pick I can go yeah yeah so go bronze for, for me is Norway right 
Um, always, always been, I don't know why, since a kid, I was really fascinated by that pavilion. I, I loved uh, Maelstrom, obviously, growing up. Absolutely loved that ride. Obviously was gutted when it changed. Uh, I still think Frozen is a great ride. I'm looking forward to going on it with, with Piper. She's becoming more and more obsessed with Anna and Elsa by the day. But I just, I just think it does actually capture the, the parts of that country really well. Since seeing it in Epcot, I, got, I was lucky enough to visit Norway a couple of times a few years ago. And, you know, obviously they've taken bits and pieces and merged it together. But actually, there are parts of it there that do remind me of the real country, which I'm not sure the same could be said for other countries in, in World Showcase. But yeah, I just really enjoy walking through the through the kind of pavilion itself. The shop's all right. I think, you know, they've got a load of Heli Hansen stuff in there. <laughs> I was um, going to say, it's Heli Hansen and the, the funny dwarfs. Yeah, I actually used to do some work with Heli Hansen. So there's, there's another connection there as well. But I, I, th- I think Frozen is actually a really good ride. I think they did a good job with it. I still miss Maelstrom, yeah. but I, I actually do rate Frozen, I think. In retrospect, it was a it was a good move. You've got a lot more kind of families in World Showcase now, which I think is a positive. Yeah. And I think the animatronics are great. The ride itself is great. I think it's a, so- a solid pavilion that that often gets not not really looked at. You get you a lot of people just go on Frozen and, and leave it, but actually there's mm. the, you know there's there's a lot in there, and it's and it's all pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I I enjoyed my time in that pavilion. I, when I was went. There wasn't an attraction. Maelstrom had already closed, and obviously Frozen hadn't come along at that point. It was still being worked on, um, so I'm looking forward to getting back and, and getting on and Frozen at some point. Damn. Yeah, I mean, the, the the banquet hall still shut, unfortunately, um, but I'm assuming it will be opening at some point in the near future. But I would yeah, assume so. Yeah, it just looks like a great pavilion. I think it's just really enjoyable to, to walk around and. Nice. Obviously, it's got a great ride. And I think yeah. it's got one of the best uh, counter services. I think Kringle Bakery is a really good counter service. I mean, people go crazy about the school bread, which yeah, I think it's nice, but I think it's probably one of these things that are slightly overhyped. But they've got really nice stuff, really nice hot sandwiches, and it's a, a nice place to, to eat because it's covered. You're out of the sun, but it's kind of open air as well. And... Uh, I like it, and I used to like the 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 shop when it was Maelstrom, and we actually bought and we still I got it in the lounge right now. One of the the dwarfs, the the troll, sorry, the mm. kind of latex trolls, and there used to be like a massive one that you could get your picture taken with. It was about eight feet tall. Uh, yeah, shame to see that go, but I think you're right. I think it it did inject a bit of life because. People would go on Maelstrom, but it was never busy. It was always a walk-on, and it was embarrassing when you came off. People would just like walk through the film and never, never sit. There'd be like four people sitting down, and you you could tell that those four people had obviously never been there and didn't know what they were doing. So everybody else would just walk through, and you felt you felt bad for the cast members because you know it is a nice film. Um, Yeah, but yeah, I think I think think the I, I agree. I think the only real negative to what they've done is I do think as, as you said kind of alluded to there the shop's lost a bit of its Norwegian character mm-hmm. mm. which is a yeah. shame yes yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. 
Right. Who wants to go next with their bronze bronze country? I, on, I don't mind going next. Um, I've picked France for mine. Uh, honestly, I kind of struggled to pick a bronze. Um, but I feel like a lot of the stuff that they've expanded, I know not everyone is overly thrilled about the fact that they've put Ratatouille in and whatnot, but I, I haven't seen it in person, but I enjoy the Design Paris version. I know it's kind of the DLP one on a much bigger scale, so I would imagine I will enjoy that as well. The creperie looks amazing. The bakery is amazing. So I just think it's a really pretty pavilion um and i look forward to i don't know seeing it the next time that i'm there and i feel like it'll just kind of i suppose remind me a little bit of dlp which is not always a good thing but i'll I'll take that particular area of the park (laughs) yeah to be fair if you're gonna if you're gonna take an area of the studios that's that's the one you take so so definitely so mr mr d how about you yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I've I've chosen Mexico for my bronze. Um, pros and cons. So I love the atmosphere inside the temple. I I, I think it's great. Um, it's just got a really nice vibe and the shops and the and the restaurant in there. We've eaten in the restaurant once, and it's it's just a great place to eat. It's quite dark, so it is. When you're actually trying to read the menu, yeah, you you, you know, it is a little bit dark, but just with the boats going by, you got the volcano and all that, it's really nice. And then you got the little uh, Rio del Tempo, is it? A little boat ride, which is which is tame, but it's it's nice. You know, I preferred I preferred it before they introduced three cavalleros, but I don't mind that. It's it's okay. Um, So I just really like the 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 vibe in there and it'll, you know it's a it's a great place to just hang out for a while when you've got the tequila bar as well which is which is quite cool and then you've and got the glass the, blowing as well the glass blowing yeah you've got a couple of nice little shops little stalls it's quite authentic really um and the restaurant outside the hacienda is actually pretty good food and if you get the right table you know you've got you've got a view of the um well, I was going to say illuminations. Of course, it's it's not illuminations now, is it? It's uh, harmonious. Um, but but on the downside, the reason why it's bronze is Hacienda is pretty good. The cantina, though, which is the one inside the temple, never really had a good meal there. Never really got excited about the menu. It's it's okay. It's not bad, but. Such a fantastically themed restaurant. It's just a shame the food isn't a little bit more exciting, a little bit. It's it's quite tame, really. The food, a little bit limited, I think. Um, so that's why it's that's why it's bronze. But I still like I still like hanging out in there, and I think it's a really well themed pavilion. I had the same experience. I think I've eaten in that restaurant inside a couple of times, and mm-hmm. both times the food's been underwhelming. But I'd, I'd argue, and yeah. as you said, like some of the best themed dining in Disney World if they could just up that menu I think yeah. that restaurant would be one of the most popular on, in the resort it would I mean yeah people would definitely want to eat there it's just such a great location yeah shame yeah definitely right. definitely need to try that tequila bar next yeah. time I'm, I'm there because I've got mm-hmm. a great selection of different ones including the rocks tequila is available in there so the rocks um, <laughs> the rocks yeah Terramana. Um, so I've got to try that next time um so for me i think i might break ryan's heart with this um i'm going with canada for my bronze um 
I, I love the design of, of the area. Um, mm. Though it, it doesn't really, I don't think, represent Canada in any way, shape or form, um, how, it's, how it's set up. But I love the, the, the whole waterfall effect as you walk into to what was O Canada. And that's, that's kind of why it's only bronze. Um, now that O Canada has has gone, it was it was my favourite uh, like video film thing in in Epcot. I I love that with Martin Short. Um, and now that's gone, that's kind of what's knocked me down. And obviously, Ryan's only restaurant that he ever goes to, uh, Epcot in La Cellier, um, <laughs> is is brilliant. You, you can't knock that. Um, and and yeah, that's why it's my bronze really, just because because of the lack of O Canada now. Um, so it probably would have been higher up if, if that had still been there. Well, the other one that I would knock it down for is is Off Kilter. Used to be a really good Celtic rock band. Yeah, yep, definitely. And, you know, they've, they've gone as well, which is a real shame. Yeah. Uh, have they got anything at all there now? Because didn't the Lumberjack show go as well? Yeah, they did have the Canadian Lumberjacks, but that's been gone a few years as well. So yeah. I don't know what they've I don't know if they've got anything now. No. It's sad, like when you look back at a lot of the bands because when I was so we've moved recently when I was going through a bunch of my stuff I found uh oh what was that brand that used to be in Hollywood Studios called Mulch Sweat and Tears or something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah I found yeah. a badge that I got from seeing them Mulch Sweat yeah. and Tears that's what it was yeah. and I was like Jesus like those kind of bands that you just see all the time when you were yeah. there and they're just like non-existent well I'm yeah. sure they're doing something new but and the same with British Invasion yeah. In the, the UK yeah. pavilion, they they yeah. went as well. Yeah, um, well, a lot of change. Yeah. yeah, and we got well. Shinead, you talked about France. I mean, Les Servoir and Muson, they were there for years, and they've gone. I mean, they were phenomenal. Mm. I don't know if you ever saw those guys, the two, the, the sort of waiter and the chef that balanced oh, the chairs. Oh, they were great. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were really, really good. They were a funny act and highly skilled and. I was so sad when they left. Yeah, definitely. Epcot has definitely lost that edge on its entertainment yeah. that it, it used to have. Um, so I, I suppose we better start with our with our silvers now. So back over to you, Ryan, for your silver country. Yeah, well, believe it or not, my silver is Canada. Mm-hmm. There we're going. Yeah, everyone was expecting it to be my gold, but yes. I think similar reasons. It's not the perfect pavilion. You know, I, I've not seen Canada far and wide yet. So, like you, I loved um, O Canada. I thought that was my favorite, my favorite one as well. But you know, it's it's in the silver for the Celia, which obviously people will know is probably my favorite restaurant in in Walt Disney World. Uh, it's not just the food. I think the setting is fantastic. I always have a really relaxed meal. And the, even the outside of that, that restaurant, you literally just stand outside and like see like rabbits just jumping around and stuff. It's just, you can just sit there for, for a bit, relax. And then, you know, either pre, usually it's post meal because I can't move and just sit down and relax for kind of 15, 20 minutes. And I just, yeah, I think it's just a really kind of, I mean, all of the pavilions are, are beautiful, but it's just nice to sit there and there's no one really going in or out of that area unless they're going into La Celia. Yeah, definitely. I, I can honestly agree with that. Uh, it's, it's among the best sit-down restaurants on property. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you can go wrong with pretty much anything on the menu. 
so yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Just still in shock that it wasn't your gold. I know. Mm. I know. I, <laughs> I couldn't put a pavilion top of my list just on the restaurant alone. I thought <laughs> think it would have been unfair. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. So Sinead, what about you for your silver? Uh, I have gone for the Japanese pavilion. Um because it's absolutely going to be beautiful. Um, I have not had the the joy of getting to go to Japan yet, but I am so desperate to go. But I just think the pavilion is beautiful. I think Mitsukoshi is, the store is amazing. You can get everything and anything. Um, I like that you can try tons of different Japanese food and drinks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, even though, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would pick maybe not us but a lot of people would pick pavilions that have rides and stuff in them but I don't think it necessarily needs it I think there's a lot to kind of see and um, there's some really great food options in it there's a lot of unique food options in it as well and Japanese food is beautiful so yeah I just I love it I could spend hours in there well I will say now that is also my silver um very much the same same reasons that store is unreal um, you just don't know where to look because there is so much different stuff in there um, and just weird stuff some useful, some not but it's still weird and wacky and they have some great Japanese snacks in there as well um, in that shop um, so yeah, and Teppanido again is another great sit down restaurant um, so that's really why they made it my my silver is the the shop and the restaurant as you say it doesn't need an attraction and it just looks superb um from outside the, the way they built it and it's very photogenic i i must have spent a good half an hour taking photos of it the last time i was there um just because of how it's set up so that's another vote for silver japan um so that leaves mr d with your silver Right. Okay. I would never have, I'd never have assumed that this was going to be my silver uh, until a few years ago. But it's the UK pavilion, so I've gone UK. Um, mm. It's got sentimental reasons for me because obviously my my daughter worked there, so she was in the Rose and Crown, and we had some good times in there. Um, but it made me think about it really, and although we we take it for granted because I'd I'd never eaten in the Rose and Crown until until Heather was working there because why you know what i mean we come from the uk we can go to pubs here um but it is it is a really authentic representation of a uk pub in america and it's always packed it's got a great atmosphere the food's pretty good um and then just the 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 area the theming of the area you know you've got the fish and chip shop which is really good takeaway only obviously um, you've got the like the twenties tea shop and all of that, and then yeah, the the entertainment around the back in the little garden area, the the British Invasion. Now, uh, have they gone gone or? Yeah, I believe so. Might yeah, they, might they still come back again? I believe they're performing elsewhere in Orlando. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, from what I could but, work after, out. but then you got things like the Hat Lady. You know, was in the Rose and Crown and. Um, it's just it's, it, it, it is a good pavilion it's got a lot of atmosphere it's quite bustly um, you know and quite authentic um, but uh, the other thing is you know a lot of people maybe not know this but if you if you eat in the restaurant um, even if you eat earlier if you keep your receipt there is a firework viewing area 
and it's not it's not the absolute best position, but it's pretty decent, and you know you can get in there, and it's never normally that busy, so you can get a pretty good view of the fireworks. And if you get if you're lucky enough to get one of the tables, and it does help if you know somebody who actually works there, because we did get a table right on the lakefront for uh, well, it was illuminations then, and we also. Heather also got Craig and his family right on the waterfront when they went and uh, you get some great views of the fireworks. So for that reason, I'm going to go silver for the UK. Okay. Another great choice. Uh, so finally on to our gold. Uh, Ryan, what is your gold? The Japanese pavilion is my gold. There we go. Oh. oh. We've talked about, I mean, some of the reasons that the shop is, I think that the shop I spend the most amount of time in at Disney World, every time I go in it, there's such a vast difference between the last time I was in there that I just end up looking around for ages. I don't necessarily buy an awful lot. You know, back when the animes that I grew up watching were popular in, in Japan as well, I'd often convince my parents to buy me loads of stuff. But you know, nowadays I just like to kind of look around the, the shop. But for me, it's, it, I think it's the most picturesque and beautiful pavilion in, in all of Epcot. I think the the gardens that they've got is amazing. You've got the like, little footbridges going over the streams, which have like koi fish, water lilies, monkey puzzle trees, all that kind of stuff, which is amazing. Again, hardly anyone is ever there and you could just stand and relax and, kind of forget that you're in Epcot, um, uh, well, forget that you're in Walt Disney World for a second. And I also really like the the the, the drum the drummers, which have come yeah. back since yeah. getting the boot just before or just during lockdown. So the, the, the taiko drumming is back and always drew me in to, to that pavilion growing up and, and still does now. So f- for that reason, you know, even with all of the food removed, which is fantastic, obviously, and I think it's this pavilion that got me into Japanese culture. And I had to cancel a trip to Japan that was going on in 2020. We, you know, we'll definitely be going back as soon as as soon as we can, as soon as we feel comfortable, kind of flying and things during COVID in a kind of non-English speaking country. But yeah, I really can't wait to go to Japan, and, and I owe pretty much all of that to to this pavilion. So, you know, for anyone that says, "Oh, Epcot's not," you know doesn't represent cultures and things like that. Well, to a kid growing up, going to Epcot, you know, every couple of years, this this got me into Japanese culture and I've been excited to visit Japan ever since. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can safely say that Japan is currently chopping, uh, topping the charts uh, with two silvers and a, and a gold mm. so far. Well, so. two golds, actually. There we go. So, Mr. D going with, with Japan as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Ryan. I mean, if I can just jump in with a couple of things I yeah. would add. Um, I mean, I agree with everything he said. Um, the restaurants are, are really good. I mean, Tepanido is a family favourite. We've eaten there, it must be at least half a dozen times. We've done Tokyo Dining, um, which is a very different experience. Uh, Katsura Grill is one of the best counter services. It's, it's really good. It's tucked away up the back. We haven't tried the new one, um, Takumi Tea, which is like a signature. But that that looks looks good. I've seen a like a vlog review on that. Looks really good, really interesting, and and some good entertainment. I mean, 
I can't remember the name of the lady who used to make the candy, uh, the sort of sugar oh, candy she was animals. Fantastic, yeah. yeah, she was great. I mean, we our kids got a couple of laws and prized them, you know, until they went all sticky because they just go sticky in the atmosphere. But um, she was great. And, you know, the drummers and, yeah, just really good. And, and the theming is just awesome. So, yeah, that's why it's my gold. It's, it's, uh, it's a great pavilion just to wander around. Brilliant. So, Sinead? Um, my gold has already been mentioned. Uh, I'm going for the Mexico Pavilion. Um, I I just think it is beautiful. I think everything about it is beautiful. Uh, Mexican culture is like my favourite culture in the world. Um, I love Mexican people. I love Mexican food. Um, I love tequila. So, it just, it has like everything I love. I think the theming in it is amazing. Some of one of my favorite things I've ever bought on any Disney trip is a purple um, sugar skull um, that I got in the Mexico Pavilion. It is takes pride of place beside my bed. I am obsessed with it. Um, I just think it's great. I love Grand Fiesta Tour. I adore the Three Caballeros. It just, it has everything I enjoy. Plus it has Mexican Donald. So how could I say no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. So that's had two votes throughout this. Um, my gold has had none. Um, and I'm not surprised because it's a little bit left field. Um, I'm going with the China Pavilion. Um, mm-hmm. and, nice. and honestly, it's it's all come down to the inside of the the film, the movie area. Mm. Um, the inside of that building is outrageous. Mm. When you walk in there, it is like you've walked into something completely authentic. Um I literally sat there. I literally laid back on one of the benches and just stared at the ceiling for 20 minutes because it is so intricate. Um, and it's not even the, the film at all. I can't remember the film mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form. Um, but just that, that entranceway while you're waiting to go in. Um, they had the t- a, a copy of the Terracotta Army in there, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. I thought that was fantastic. And yeah, it's really just that building that's that's made me pick it um, for no other reason. Um, so it was really left field, but literally straight away I thought, oh, it's China. China's my favourite. And it's, it's literally because of that design inside that I've, I've gone think, for it. I think it's a great choice. I think that as well as a pavilion, that is just outstandingly beautiful. And, and the food there is is excellent as well i think particularly due, during the food and wine festival mm. yeah yeah you got some girls i mean i like nine dragons it, it doesn't get a yeah. lot of love but i liked it as well it's a beautiful restaurant the food's decent a lot of people say oh it's really expensive for chinese food but it's disney world you could say that about anything you know it's all expensive for for what it is whether it's chinese japanese yeah. italian it, whatever you're paying, you're paying it was for a burger yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're paying twenty five dollars for a burger. Let's not let's not talk yeah. about pricing. Yeah, it's all yeah. expensive, but it's um, it's a nice restaurant. And again, it, you can usually get a reservation because it's a big restaurant and it isn't one of the most popular. And if you get a good table, you can just be looking over, uh, you know, the the, the pathway and the the lagoon. Um, the other thing is, if if the Chinese acrobats were still there as they used to be, it would have been my gold because it was a phenomenal show. And they cut it back, cut it back. And I don't even know if they're there now, but 
you know, the last time we went to see it, it was a it was a shadow of what it used to be, um, which is a real shame. Um, it was just it was a world class free show that they ran like four or five times a day. Absolutely stunning. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a good choice. P-Dabs, it's, yeah. it's a great pavilion. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for our countries. Um, I suppose we better plow through our favorite rides at Epcot. Um, if we do all three at once for each person, I think that's going to be the easiest way to do it with this one. Um, and I'm going to start with you, Mr. Day, this time. I'm going to go the other way. Okay. Um, well, there are, as we said, there aren't there aren't that many other. Um, okay, so bronze, I'm going to go... Um, living with the land, I think. We, we always enjoy it. It's tame, you know, but it's interesting. And I love the... I love the kind of principle behind it, the concept behind it. It's part of the original Epcot. It's just just nostalgic and it's about the future and it's about you know what what humanity can can do if it if it sort of harnesses nature rather than destroying nature and it's well themed and um you know you've got the scene where you you see the farmyard and the house and all that it's quite it's got classic sort of animatronic so i think living with the land is my bronze i think my silver is got to be test track um, love Test Track, although I have got to say that the previous incantation... Actually, no, what am I talking about? I forgot about Spaceship Air. Oh, sugar. <laughs> um, forget that. Bronze is Test Track, um, but I prefer the previous incarnation. I don't like the new incarnation as much. I thought the original one was, was better. I don't like that area where you test the ABS and it's all like neon neon dark lights i prefer how it was before um and the whole kind of pre-show and you know it was all about testing cars um so that's my bronze spaceship earth is my silver really like the second half sorry the first half of spaceship earth and again the jeremy irons version was the best version and i hope that the you know redo that that second half again because it isn't half as good the city of light in the Jeremy Irons version, and I think that was there even before that, was just awesome. Loved that. Um, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube and have a look. Um, it was uh, it, it was great. It so, was. It was much, yeah. much better than it is now. And who was it? Before? Was it Walter Cronkite before Jeremy Irons? I can't remember. I believe so, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, you know... No, no offense to uh, to what's her name, Dame Judy Dench. Um, she does a good job, but hasn't hasn't really got the gravitas and the the rich voice of Jeremy Irons. So, but it's still a great ride. Silver, you know, just restored it back to something like what it should have been. Um, and then gold is gonna be Soren. I mean, it's a fantastic attraction. I am torn really because I preferred the original music. The original music was just awesome. Um, but obviously the movie was starting to get dated. They've up, they've upgraded the whole kind of projection system and it, and it does look better. I like, 
a lot of the scenes in the new version. I still think the Taj Mahal scene uh, is far too CGI-like, far too computer-generated-like. Um, but some of the other scenes I love, so yeah, it's got to be it's got to be soaring for me. It's gold. Okay. So, Sinead, how about you? I'm so for my bronze, I went for Spaceship Earth. Um, it's it's just so iconic, Epcot. Um, I haven't been on any of the previous versions of any of the rides, so I'm just taking the last one, the last versions that I went on, which I think are all the current versions. Um, but yeah, it's just classic classic Epcot it's nice sit down like when you go up through the like stairs bit you can have a nice little chill moment enjoy that um my silver I've gone for test track I quite like getting to build the daft cars although it does bother me that like you'll create this ridiculous shape and it's like oh we're gonna optimize it and just completely change the entire hmm. shape of the car that you created and it's like why yeah. why why um but I do like when you go outside, it kind of gives me that like big thunder mountain in Disneyland Paris first thing in the morning thing when just the wind is whacking you in the face. Great way of waking you up in the morning. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to go for a gold that I can almost guarantee no one else is going to pick, which is the Grand Fiesta Tour, because as I've mentioned, I love the Mexico Pavilion. I love the Three Caballeros. So I'm going to go with the Grand Fiesta Tour. I love a boat ride. You go yeah. for it. Yeah. My picks. Good choice. Can't, can't go wrong with a boat ride, can you really? Yeah. So, and and then Ryan, tell that to the guy who had to pee in the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. You thought you could go. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what I'm talking about, folks. Google it. It happened. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of things going those those choppy seas. Mm -hmm. They Um, did indeed. (laughs) So, Ryan, how about you for your your attractions? Uh, so bronze for me is is test track. I think you know I enjoy building the car. I enjoy. I've always enjoyed the attraction. I do think the previous version is better. I think it would it would have been great if the current version had stayed and Disney had put Tron next to that next to that. I think it would have fit quite well as a land, but sadly they didn't, and the theming has is kind of disappeared at at Epcot. So, but it's still a great ride. It's still really enjoy it. It's still kind of one of the first attractions I go to. Second is Spaceship Earth. Iconic. One of the things that, you know, I was always walking into Epcot. Epcot's always been my favourite park. I was more wowed by Spaceship Earth than I ever have been at the castle, at any Disney castle I've been to. And that will, I think, continue to be the case for, for the foreseeable. So it's still a great ride. It needs some work. I don't think anyone will dispute that. And, and I hope that Disney move ahead with the planned slash cancelled refurbishment soon. And then my gold is is living with the land. I think as a kid, I thought it was one of the most boring attractions I've ever been on in my life. Apart from the bit at the start where you go through the, the rainforest and the farm and you see those dodgy anima, animatronic crocodiles and dogs. But now I just... I just really appreciate it for what it is, which is just kind of quintessential Epcot. And mm-hmm. I love what they do with it. They, they have like um like a night version. I think they run at Christmas, which looks pretty cool. I've not had the chance to do, but it looks great. I just enjoy going on that every single time. And we, Donna and I are always that annoying couple that at the end of the ride repeat, like just go, and then you'll truly be living 
with the land. <laughs> you know, everyone does in Haunted Mansion, we do that on Live with the Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I can totally understand that. And and I'm I'm actually gonna say my my three now, uh, and my bronze and silver are pretty much interchangeable, pretty much for the reason you just gave Ryan for why you picked living with the land as your gold. Um I'm going with uh, the seas with Finding Nemo uh, for my bronze and living with the land as my silver. And really, they are both quintessential Epcot. They're exactly what Epcot was built for. Yes, the seas has changed dramatically with the introduction of Nemo. uh, Mm. And I prefer the original. But if you are going to theme it to something, Nemo's the thing you are going to theme it to. Um, so at least they've got that right and yeah just for that specific reason that they are what I would call what Epcot was built for um, to show you the, the evolution of the earth um, yeah. and, and they both do that um, so that's why I've picked them and, and I'm going with Mr D's goals uh, there was no other choice and it's, it's soaring for me um, weirdly I prefer the Disneyland version um, but I still think it's the best attraction at Epcot for me. Um, obviously, flying theatres have progressed now. Um, we've even got one here in the UK now. Um, mm. But still, and again, I agree that the original was far superior. Um, yeah. And just you watch it now and you get this weird effect on the screen if you're not sitting in the right place. As you say, the music isn't as good, um, but it's still, for me, it would be the first thing I would go to um, at Epcot. Um, so, yeah, Soren is is my gold. Um, so Soren's got a couple of golds this time, um, but nothing else. One of the no best. <laughs> one of the best pre-shows of any attraction, Soren. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of the most quotable. Yeah pre-shows and my ambition my theme park ambition is to walk on a soaring like the guy dressed as a pilot with the leather flying cap and the goggles <laughs> and the leather jacket and the scarf he's he's been announced for a couple of co- conventions here in the uk yeah um yeah. that i've looked at and i've been so tempted to try and get something soaring for what, him patrick, to sign yeah patrick Warburton, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but it, it's it's happened throughout like covid mm. So yeah. he's cancelled a couple of times now. So I'm still yeah. waiting for him to come over. But yeah, I'm. <laughs> I would take something <laughs> sore in for him to sign. Maybe a pair of mouse ears, even. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. These little beauties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I love soaring. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward That's to getting back that. on the Californian one. So oh, is the Californian yeah. one still got the original. Is it no, soaring over California? No, it... they they have this weird thing where every six to nine months they bring the original one back that's a good for, idea, for a though, short period for a couple of weeks yeah. um and that's it like if they have a special event like i think they brought it back for halloween a couple of times mm-hmm. um and changed it up um yeah. and then the other events well i know when they first reopened last year yeah. they brought it back as well um so yeah hopefully fingers crossed it might be the case when i go later on in the year that it's the original one yeah. um so, so down we go. So that's our going for gold for this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining me and, and getting me through my first real hosting job at the Disney 
Disney show. Well done, P-Dubs. Did a grand job. So, and thank you, Craig, once again for your your categories this week on Going for Gold. Um, remember to leave us a review and just leave us a review. It helps dramatically. We don't have that many. Um, occasionally we get a bad one, um, which doesn't help. But if you have got anything good to say about us, give us a review. Um, yeah, subscribe so you make sure you get every episode. Um, there'll be another one in two weeks' time. So thank you, listeners, and we will see you somewhere down the road. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. (laughs) We should get a good review because you didn't sing the Going for Gold theme tune like Craig did. No, it's no chance.